Hello and welcome to Rollins Around Town. I'm Sam Stark and I serve as the Vice President of Communications and External Relations here at Rollins College. Rollins Around Town is a showcase of outstanding people who make dynamic and important contributions to the Rollins campus or throughout Central Florida. In both cases, these are difference makers who help uplift the mission and brand of Rollins and who help make our region a special place to live, learn, and work. Today, I am delighted to welcome two impressive Rollins students to the show, Emily Curran and Kaylee Klatt. Emily is an intersectional feminist studying sociology, data analytics, and gender studies here at Rollins. She is a Bonner leader and has been engaging with the Holocaust Memorial Resource and Education Center as a volunteer for the past three years. She leads the student task force at the Take Action Institute and that's her newest role with the center. And Kaylee is an entrepreneur studying international business and Spanish at Rollins. She is an active participant in the Women in Finance program, Accelerated Management program, and Career Champions Mentor program, and is an advocate for bullying prevention. Emily and Kaylee, thank you both so much for joining uh, the show today. We're so happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Excellent. Well, we'll start with you, Emily, and sort of, you know, we kind of ask this to all of our guests. Give us the short version of, you know, who you are, where, where you're from, and, and kind of how you got to Rollins. Sure. So um, I'm a senior this year, which is exciting and also kind of scary. <laughs> um, but I made my way to Rollins. Uh, I was born in the Orlando area, but I moved very shortly uh, to New Jersey, where I spent most of my time growing up. Um, my dad actually graduated from Crummer, um, mm. and I was recruited for the swim team. And so that's sort of how I made my way back here. And I was always intrigued by the way that Winter Park and Rollins are so integrated. And I thought that the community involvement and the community aspect of being at a school situated in such a rich environmental place of Central Florida um, provided an opportunity for engagement that you wouldn't really get at a different school. And it's kind of proven to be true. So I'm really happy here. And that's a little bit about my journey on just to how Excellent. I Excellent. Fantastic. Haley, how about you? Yeah, so I'm from Oviedo, which is like 20 minutes from Rollins, so yes. super short drive to school. But what really brought me here was the small school feel. So being able to be one-on-one -on -one with professors and really be able to communicate of where I want to go and have that, have that engagement here and also the beautiful campus that really drew me here. And I love every second. That's fantastic. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about your Rollins experiences. Uh, the first thing I really want to talk about is is your both of your uh, involvement with the Take Action Initiative, a uh, local nonprofit that you can you can share. But what's what's the mission and purpose of of the in initiative, uh, the institute, and and how did how did you all get involved with it? And Emily, I'll start with you. Awesome. So the Take Action Institute uh, was born last summer. So it is an initiative of the Holocaust Memorial Resource and Education Center, and they are moving into a new museum space. So their new museum is called the um, Museum for Hope and Humanity. It's going to be located in downtown Orlando. And as they're expanding their physical space, because right now they are located at the JCC in Maitland, um, they were hoping to expand programming. And one of the demographics, shocking, that <laughs> is not highly involved to the Holocaust Center is young folks. Um, they do a great job with older the older demographic. And so 
getting students involved and getting young people involved has been a big push from the center. Um, and I, uh, like Sam mentioned, have been involved um, with the Holocaust Center in various capacities over my time at Rollins. Um, and last summer, with the racial reckoning and uprisings that occurred following the murder of George Floyd, uh, there's a lot there's a lot of energy around student activism and not a lot of resources for students in action. They are, we are passionate, we are excited, we are ready to make change, we are equipped with the education needed to do so, but in many ways we don't have the resources or the community connections needed to transform the system that we're a part of. Um, and so that's the mission of the Take Action Institute. We are equipping young people uh, with the tools needed to take action in their community against all forms of prejudice and bigotry. And we're using the lessons of the Holocaust as a guiding light for that. Um, and so looking both historically to the Holocaust and as it relates to social movements today is the guiding principles of the Take Action Institute. How did you get involved with it, Kaylee? Yeah, so being a Rollins student, I was connected to a lot of people here in the Orlando area. And I actually met Lisa Bachman, who invited me to be a part of this initiative. And of course I said yes, because I really wanted to be able to maximize my impact, not only as a student, but as a global citizen, and really be involved and learn how to use my resources wisely so that I can enact change in my community. That's fantastic. Uh, the Institute is non-denominational? Yes, so, and just like the Holocaust Center, um, although we deal with issues relating to the Holocaust, it is not a religious organization. Um, and we are excited to welcome people of all faiths and all backgrounds to engage with our mission. How much work do you do? I mean, you know, you have a busy schedule as a student athlete, uh, Emily, and uh, how, how much time are you able to, to spend with your out of, you know, college life uh, work here? Yeah, it's been a lot of work, I won't lie, but it's <laughs> been uh, really empowering to um, you know, working with students like Kaylee is awesome, but I would argue that I have the chance to work with high school students too, and that is just a someone I'm not always a group I'm not always plugged into at Rollins. But it's been empowering to see how excited students are to create programming and to create an infrastructure that's ready to support people in our community from here on out. And so that's been exciting and makes the work worth it. But yeah, probably eight-ish hours a week wow. in some respects. Yeah. How old is the Institute? Do you know? Uh, so it's new. We are, our inaugural conference is happening on January 22nd and 23rd. Uh, and we are kicking off the Institute with that. And so right now we are in the planning phases and um, deep in you know, community connections and working to create those relationships. But yeah, the Institute really, truly kicks off in January. So what will what will Rollins' presence be at the conference? Um, like maybe either of you can touch on that. Um, yeah, so Rollins has generously donated uh, through both President Cornwell and Mickey Myers uh, money to support students interested in the Take Action Institute. And we have 40 slots available to students at Rollins, which is very exciting. It's an awesome opportunity. Uh, and students who go to the conference will have the ability to connect with 
college students from UCF, from Stetson, from Valencia, and then also high school students in the area as well. That's fantastic. So, I mean, is the goal ultimately to, to take the um, institute more national, or, or is this truly going to be a, a central Florida-based uh, initiative and institute? Yeah, so the idea is that in three years, we're going to reach 1,500 students, and the goal is to expand nationally. Um, I'm personally very excited that this is really beginning in Central Florida because I think when we can focus locally first, we can create those meaningful connections, and um, you know, we will have a community connection center at the conference with local nonprofits and local colleges and universities, and the idea is that Students who leave the conference will have the connections, the networks, and the resources to take action. And so that really begins in local communities. Emily, you, you know, you've, you've done a lot of the groundwork. Um, Kaylee, you'll, you'll sort of take the reins maybe a little bit next year, at least maybe at Rollins. Uh, what, what do you envision is next? In other words, you know, your senior year, or if you can envision out five years, like what do you see for the Take Action Institute? Maybe, maybe both as an institute regionally, but but maybe more specifically here on the Rollins campus. Well, I hope that on the Rollins campus, it can be really something that all students obviously know about, and it can maybe be like a chapter sort of thing here on Rollins instead of something that you know students hear about and it's kind of taken away from the campus. I really hope that on the campus, it can be its hub. It can be its spot that all Rollins students meet and discuss about and really enact social change. Yeah, very nice. What, does Rollins offer this? In other words, if if the Take Action Institute didn't exist, what would be the platform at Rollins or on the Rollins campus that you could have been fulfilled serving this kind of an important of a mission? Yeah, so I think you know, on Rollins, at Rollins, the Social Impact Hub and the Bonner Leader Program are both organizations and um, offices on campus that do this type of community work. What I think is unique about the Take Action Institute is the network available to students and the people that we are able to connect with through the Institute. Um, I'm particularly excited about meeting students at UCF and at Stetson and high school students and finding like-minded people who are have different social networks and different skill sets to bring to the table to create a project that really addresses a need in Central Florida. And I think the Rollins-specific offices and organizations that deal with community engagement are impactful and powerful, but we don't have those cross-university coalitions that right. the Take Action Institute will bring. That's fantastic. Um, and so I'm excited about that opportunity, and I'm hopeful that we can work with the, the offices on campus who are doing important and amazing and needed work already. Our goal is not to take over or to step on other people's missions, but it's really to um, collaborate and generate change by bringing together our resources. That's fantastic. I think that interconnectivity with, with the other schools is is a, is a new element that you know really doesn't exist. It didn't, didn't exist when I was a student here um, and probably hasn't existed, but that, that probably is really a massive distinguishing factor of connecting the world. I mean, it's our central Florida world for now, but that's a really important piece that I could see has tremendous uh, value and opportunity uh, as we talk about the world. You know, even though it's growing, it's kind of getting smaller with social media and, you know, um, and, and, and initiatives like this. 
Uh, Kaylee, 40 students, will 40 students from Rollins go and participate? Yes, so 40 students will go from Rollins, which I think is super cool, and we hope to obviously expand that in the future. Uh, So President Cornwall has been generous enough to provide the sponsorship for those 40 students. So we're really looking forward to having them from Rollins. That's amazing. And it's the first conference. It's going to be in in January. Um, Can other people, can anybody listening attend, or is it really right now designed just for students? Sure. So if they are a student listening, um, either high school or college, they are welcome to attend. We Maybe in the future we'll expand to educators and people who are in curriculum development, but the idea of um, the idea merged for students and from students, you know, Kaylee and I have been integral in the planning process, and that's another unique aspect of the Take Action Institute is that, you know, you're going to get an authentic conference that has been designed by students in your in the same boat. Right. Um, and so we aren't really ready at this point to expand beyond that. Yeah, fair enough. The uh, one day we'll have somebody on from from the Holocaust Museum. I'm super eager to to learn more, and I've seen you know some renderings and just know of of what's happening. But um, how has that been for you? You know, kind of in, involved with that part of the organization and the community. I, I did see at least on the the board of the Take Action Institute. It's a very impressive community board. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that has been probably one of the biggest things that. The biggest benefits of coming to Rollins that I wasn't expecting as a student, um, you know, I applied coming to Rollins and I knew going into it that I was on the swim team and that I was a Bonner leader. And those were sort of organizations that I was immediately plugged into. Um, And my involvement with Bonner has connected me to community leaders and community activists beyond what I could have imagined. And so I started at the Holocaust Center in the beginning of my sophomore year. And I was originally just a museum docent, so I brought people through the museum, answered questions, answered the phone, very typical run-of-the-mill volunteer activities. And then I transitioned into sort of doing some evaluation research for their programming. And Mm -hmm. I'm a sociology major, so that was very aligned with what I was doing in the classroom. And it was real-world experience that I wouldn't have gotten unless I was engaged with their organization. Um, And then I transitioned into this role. Uh, And so we have met through the Take Action Institute, Val Demings. We've spoken with Anas Kamani. We are um, hoping to get connected with Monique Worrell. And so just having influential people and having people with power involved in this process is exciting because the networks and the people they are connected with are pretty impressive. And so selfishly, that's been so exciting because... I would not have the opportunity to get a seat at the table with these leaders if right. it weren't for Rollins and Bonner and the Take Action Institute or the Holocaust Center. That's fantastic. Uh, you've mentioned Bonner a couple times. I, we've had Mickey on as a guest. Um, I'm not sure you've ever really explained what the Bonner Leaders Program is. Can you can you touch on that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So Bonner is a four-year co-curricular community engagement uh, program, and so it's a national organization There are 65 uh, colleges and universities who are partners with the Bonner Foundation. And the idea, the mission of the Bonner Foundation is to give students access to education for the opportunity to serve. And so essentially, I receive a little bit of tuition support in exchange for a 300-hour commitment to community engagement each year. 
Um, and so the idea is that you start out just like I did as sort of a typical volunteer. And then as you progress through the program, through your studies at Rollins and through with your community partner, your role and your opportunities will expand. And that's sort of exactly what my experience has Fantastic. been. Fantastic. That's so great. Is there anything else you want to mention about the Take Action Institute before we move on? It's such a an impressive uh, initiative and um, just a, just a fantastic mission. So I don't want to shortchange us, but I do want to you know dive in a little bit to, to some of your other experiences. Anything else either of you want to mention about that? Well, I'll just say that the Take Action Institute really begins at the conference. So it's like nice. after that, it's a year-long membership that can be redone every single year. And it's really cool that that's the, the starting point for us, that students can be involved long after and be engaged to community members and learn all about the resources that are available to them. That's great. And yeah, I would just emphasize what Kaylee said. This is, it's not just a conference. You know, we are creating a sustainable engine for community change. Yeah. And that's what I remember about one of our first discussions is you're not, it's not issue-based. No. It's action-based. Exactly. And so, of course, we are going to be hearing from really powerful keynotes and facilitators. You know, Eva uh, Slosh is a Holocaust survivor who's actually flying from London um, to speak with the students at the conference. We have uh, community leaders like Anas Kamani and Carlos Guillermo Smith who are doing a political panel. We have people from uh, Brandon Wolf who is going to be discussing about how to lead uh, peaceful protests and rallies. And so we have great, great people involved on the content side, but everybody there is really oriented towards equipping students with the knowledge, power, and resources to start a project. Um, and I'll just speak a little bit about the day-to-day at the conference. And so we day one is at Um, the Hilton in Orlando, and day two is going to be at Universal. And so the second half of the day on Sunday, we will have the opportunity to explore the parks and get to know each other in a bit of a more informal setting. Um, And for Rollins students who are listening in, uh, transportation is going to be provided by the college, and so that is also not a concern. That's fantastic. Well, it's the ta- it's takeactioninstitute.org to, to learn more if you want to find uh, them on the on the website. Probably need a shout out to um, Alan Ginsberg. Alan is one of our um, amazing uh, volunteers and board of trustee members here at the college, and and he's the one that really connected uh, President Cornwell and myself uh, with the institute and ultimately with with you all. So. Um, Thanks to uh, Alan for his amazing and uh, work at both at the college and and within the community. Well, I'm delighted to uh, to hear more about that, and maybe we can have you uh, on again after the uh, after the conference to hear to hear how it goes. So good luck with that part of it. So let's talk a little bit more about you two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are just uh, amazing uh, students and uh, and future leaders. You're you're currently leaders too. But um, uh, Kaylee, um, you're currently. Uh, CEO and founder of your own business, Kaylee Klatt Consulting. Uh, You want to talk a little bit about what you do there? Absolutely. So Kaylee Klatt Consulting is a digital marketing firm that I launched in August of 2020 to really be able to help and provide the resources for businesses who are looking to expand their digital footprint. And why did you start it? You know, I've always been interested in the marketing sector and being able to 
design social graphics and being able to put those skills to use and help others who may not have all the knowledge um, to use things like Canva or to use uh, posting and scheduling for social media to really be able to market their business is kind of the angle I went at and kind of wanted to teach myself how to be in the CEO position to better myself for the future. Love it. How's business? It's going pretty good. I have <laughs> I have some national clients, which is super cool to be able to say because I never thought that I would get there in one year. So it's been going super good. Can you share or is it you'd yeah, rather so I'm, not? I'm working for uh, a law firm, okay. being able to help expand their digital footprint, but also advanced recovery systems and being able to provide social graphics for them Fantastic. to facilitate to the Miss America organization and also local title holders. Amazing. And how did you how did you grow your business? I mainly just baked it till I made it, honestly. <laughs> I just watched a bunch of YouTube videos and learning how to expand my digital footprint first and also just utilize the social media aspect of everything, which we all know is huge now. That's unbelievable. And you are currently Miss St. Petersburg's yes. Outstanding Teen with the Miss America's Outstanding Teen Organization, which focuses its efforts on preparing great women for the world and the world for great women. How does a girl from Oviedo uh, get that amazing title? So I've honestly been competing in pageants since I was four years old, uh, really just to build my confidence because let's be honest, I was extremely shy. <laughs> so being able to put me in those positions to be in interviews and to public speak was really beneficial for me and my parents saw that in me as well. So just being able to have the goal of being Miss Florida one day and compete on the Miss America stage is really where I got my start with that organization. So we're sitting with royalty basically. Indeed. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's no question about it. That's so awesome. Uh, and you also have your own podcast, right? Yes. Uh, you, can you talk about the Choose Kindness podcast? Yeah, so the Choose Kindness podcast was launched also last year in August of 2020 because I really wanted to be able to maximize my impact while we were all in lockdown. So I started in the heart of lockdown uh -huh. to be able to manifest never-ending kindness and really be able to educate all generations on the effect of bullying because a lot of people don't know that it comes with long-lasting effects. It could be something that happened. For me, it was in fifth grade, and I still carry those same effects and those same um, same memories and the same experiences with me now. So I really wanted to be able to help people recognize, respond, and report bullying in their communities, in their schools, and in the workplace. That's amazing. What a, what a, a great title, what a great cause, and, um, and, and a great effort. That's, that's impressive. Well, thanks for doing that. Emily, you're, you, you're pretty busy, too. Uh, um, you're a member of the varsity swim team, as you said, and, and uh, co-president of the Student Support Foundation and, and Voices. Can you talk about those two entities? Yeah, absolutely. So the Student Support Foundation um, is a campus organization. We are run by students, and our mission is to bring uh, connect students with resources on campus that are not always uh, needed, um, or I shouldn't say needed, are not always given. Um, and so the Student Support Foundation, we give small financial grants to students experiencing financial need. And so that is up to $200 each semester. And you can look on our website, uh, just Google search Student Support Foundation Rollins, and there's an application for students uh, to apply. And then we also run a food pantry located in uh, KWR. And so that is sort of my role as a co-president is I 
direct the food pantry and I manage partnerships with Rollins Dining who are our huge supporters Good. and um, help provide food to students and staff and anybody in the Rollins community who is experiencing financial insecurity. Um, and that's a no questions asked uh, resource for students. So if you need support, um, you can come to our drop-in hours. You can place a mobile order for food pickup. Mm. Um, but we don't ask about anything. We just try to connect students with those resources. Um, and then Voices is an intersectional feminist organization on campus. And we work to create intentional spaces uh, to support and uplift people of all genders uh, towards creating a more gender inclusive and a more gender justice forward spaces for students at Rollins. Um, and this semester, we have been very involved with some of the recent political happenings. Uh, we attended as an organization the March for Abortion Access in Orlando. So that is something we're really passionate about. Pretty impressive uh, and amazing. Um, not um, maybe as um, life-changing for the world, but uh, talk about the Rollins Swim Program. It's a great team and, and a great program. Yeah, absolutely. So I am, like I said, a senior. So I've been on the swim team for four years and we are recovering from a year off from COVID. It yeah. was tough on us as a team. It was tough on athletics in general, but we are back in action. So we actually have a swim meet on Saturday if anybody wants to come nice. against St. Leo. Um, Here and, on, at, on campus. Yes, Good. on campus. Yep. Great. Um, and so we are, we have a great group of people. We have a great uh, freshman class and we are excited to continue um, our success at conference championships in February. We had our women's team came in third at conference when I was a sophomore. And so we are pumped and amped to hmm. make that happen again. That's, uh, that's amazing. I don't know how you both do it all. I mean, it's, Me it's quite remarkable, <laughs> but just keep rolling, right? That's about the only thing you got to do. That's so impressive. Uh, I say this a lot about your generation and Rollins students in general that y you all are, I mean, you guys are changing the world, like <laughs> at least trying. And that's so impressive. And that's not what my generation did in college. <laughs> and uh, so I'm, it's, it's inspiring to be an, uh, a staff member, number one, but also an alum because you all are making my institution just that much better and more uh, impressive and prestigious. So thank you. And uh, gosh, keep up the, the amazing work. So talk a little, let's just talk a little bit about more of the Rollins experience. You know, I'm really um, keen on, on sort of the Rollins brand and how you got here, why you got here and, and has Rollins delivered. Um, so, you know, you both touched on it a little bit, but can you share a little bit about your journey? You know, put yourself back as a senior in high school where else were you looking? What were you looking for? And, and how and why did Rollins emerge as the place for you? And Kaylee, maybe I'll start with you on this one. Yeah, so as a senior, the only thing I can remember is wanting to live at home or at least be close to home because family is extremely important to me. Great. And I really wanted that small school feel. So I was really looking at Stetson, Rollins, and UCF. Of course, I applied to UF because I could just not do that to my grandma. <laughs> Anyways, but really being able to have that small school feel was what drew me to Rollins and the resources they provide, the networking opportunities that come with Rollins and the aspect of being able to live at home as a freshman was really cool. That's great. Uh, sophomore now, do you still live at home or are you on campus? 
Yeah, I still live at home. Yeah. Still crushing it hard with my parents. That's good. Listen. <laughs> but I'm enjoying every minute of it. That's like Being fantastic. able to drive here and and stay as long as I want on campus is, right. is awesome. That's so good. And how about you, Emily? Go back to senior year, Emily. Yes, four years ago. Yeah. It's funny. I have a younger brother who's a senior in high school now and just applied to Rollins as well. So nice. we'll see where he ends up. But when I was a senior in high school, I was deep in the recruiting process for SWIM. And right. so um, my top two schools were Rollins and Vassar in Poughkeepsie, New York. Yeah. Um, and when I did a campus visit at Vassar, I was impressed um, with the swim team and impressed with the students, but I was there on a Sunday night and the um, and the swimmers were in the library until 1 a.m. And I, that was all they could do is be on the swim team and be a student. And I deeply identify with being a student athlete, but I knew that wasn't my whole experience. What I wanted to contribute to my to my school and to the world was more than just being an athlete and being a student. And when I came and visited at Rollins, I saw swimmers involved with um, organizations on campus, with their academics in a different way. And I saw the ability to kind of create community in a different way. Um, and so that's what really drew me to Rollins was this ability to ch- to connect, create relationships and have an identity outside of just the classroom and just the pool. That's fantastic. Do you, I, I ask this to a lot of Rollins uh, students and, and alums, you know, where's your learning happening? Like if you had to break it down percentage wise um, in, in the classroom or out of the classroom, um, what, what, what would you, what would you throw out there? Do you want to go first? Kelly? I can go first. So for me, I would say it's 50-50. Yeah. Being able to learn from the students here at Rollins and my, my fellow peers is, is, has been a great experience because I get to see that there's more than just what I see. There's more than just my perspective, which is really cool to see and learn about. And also in the classroom, the professors here are incredible, and they really provide you with every resource that you need to succeed. Love it. I would say probably 40% in the classroom and 60% outside of the classroom. Yeah. I have... Um, I am a sociology major and interested in pursuing a career in sociology. Uh, I was engaged with the student faculty collaborative research and am now doing an honors thesis. And so that real world research experience that Rollins has supported me through has been probably the most influential and transformational learning that has happened within my discipline. Um, and so although that is very rooted in academia, it's not what it didn't happen in the classroom. Right. Um, and then I would also <clears throat> just say that working within the community, working with uh, staff and students outside of the classroom has been a learning experience every day that I'm here. It's amazing. Uh, um, you, you both sort of touched on it. Have, you know, I, it, it, it was a value proposition when I was a student. And, and one of my greatest memories is, is the faculty and staff. And just the mentorship, the relationships, uh, the support. Do you have one that you'd be willing to go public with and, and sort of give a shout out or a kudos to a staff or, or teacher that you just have really connected with and who've helped you for your four years, Emily? Oh, absolutely. So I was in Dr. Armenia's um, RCC, Inequality of Higher Education, and I became her advisee and have had a relationship with her ever since. I have, I think there's only been one semester that I haven't taken a class with her, or been engaged with her in some way. 
She was my partner and mentor when we did uh, student faculty collaborative research together. She is my advisor and my um, thesis chair for my honors thesis. Wow. She's writing my letter of recommendations for grad school. She made me dinner over the summer. I went to her house and met her daughter and her family. Um, and she is the type of person that has absolutely transformed my experience at Rollins and is someone that I will maintain a relationship with for the rest of my life. That's fantastic. How about you, Kaylee? For me, I would say it's Dr. Locke because he really got me involved with the Accelerated Management Program. He's the one who told me everything I needed to know to be convinced enough and crazy enough to try it. <laughs> and he also got me connected into the Women in Finance Program and learning yeah. all about the finance industry. We honestly just got back from a trip to New York, which was so cool because we were able to see finance be applied in the real world. So we met with Fieldpoint Private. Uh, we have a virtual summit tonight for, with Stonex, which is a Fortune 500 company right here in Winter Park. We also got to meet with alum from J.P. Morgan and Chase, and as well as connect with alum from Moody's. So it's been a really cool experience, and I wouldn't have been able to do it without his guidance and his help. That's fantastic. So what's 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 next for you? I mean, at least I guess it's more about the summer. You know, will you work? Will you travel? Will you uh, just try to take some time to decompress? Or is summer just really, it's all just a continuum for you, and you're working no matter what? Summer's definitely a continuum. <laughs> I'm planning on studying abroad in Ireland, so awesome. in Dublin, and doing an internship there to get my international experience as well as my international internship experience, and I cannot wait for it. My parents are also packing their bags, so we'll see how that goes. I'm sure. <laughs> and so ideally for you, what happens after graduation in two years? Is it grad school? Is it jobs? Yeah, so I'm, since I'm in the 3-2 program, okay. I'll hopefully be going into Kroomer here at Rollins yeah. and getting my MBA, which I'm super stoked about. Yeah. And after that, we'll see which way I decide to go, if it's the finance industry, if it's more entrepreneurial side. Love it. And Emily, how about you? You know, only a couple months to go. And I know, it's wild. Yeah. So I'm currently applying into PhD programs in sociology. I am really passionate about the intersections of work, family policy, and care. Um, and how sort of work family policy can contribute to gender justice for our world. And so I'm hoping to uh, proceed, get a PhD in sociology and continue working in academia. Um, and so those are my next steps. Uh, and I'm hoping everything checks out and it works out. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that it will. Maybe you've touched on it indirectly, but what are you learning at Rollins that perhaps you just didn't expect you'd learn? either about yourself or, or something, a skill, you know, is there anything that just, you, you know, you look back now and say, I just never thought I would be this person because of, I, because I've learned this. Wow. That's a great question. Um, I, I think I have touched on a little bit, but working with an organization in the capacity that I have with the Holocaust Center has taught me so much about what it means to manage different actors, manage different stakeholders, manage different voices in the community, and try to create change with everybody on board. Yeah. And so I think I have experience, uh, because of Rollins, learning to, um, in the institutional level, in a way that I wasn't expecting. I have relationships with people at Rollins who are in dean's roles, in vice president roles, in important, powerful p 
positions at Rollins. And I also have relationships with people like that in the community. And so kind of understanding the organizational decisions that go into what it's like to be a student at Rollins, what it's like to be a member of the Central Florida community is not something I would have expected. Yeah, that's great. How about you, Kaylee? Well, that's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) For me, I would say that I learned more about myself than I could have ever imagined. So knowing which paths I wanted to go before I came to Rollins, I really thought that I was going to be an attorney. I had a set path that I was coming here to accomplish. But after getting here, I realized that the possibilities are endless, that you could go any way and that there's time. I'm not running out of time. I'm only 19. (laughs) So I have plenty of time to decide which way I want to go, plenty of time to make those incredible connections and really dive deep into where I see myself in the future. Good for you. That's amazing. Um, have you found a place on campus that, uh, this is another question for all Rollins people, like what's your place on campus just to go and take a breath and get away from it all? You know, we just, we, we, we're fortunate to have such a gorgeous campus. Have you found a little secret place or just any place you like to, to disappear to for a little bit? I can go. Go. Yeah, please. <laughs> For me, it's K- KWR. So yeah. either being inside and even right outside, uh, KWR has been my place and my go-to place because it's so quiet and everyone's kind of minding their own business and I can just put in headphones and just sit to myself and knock out all my work. Uh, uh, the, uh, unintended follow-up, but you know, an off-campus student, you know, uh, Rollins takes that very seriously and tries really hard to make sure that students feel like they're still at home, you know, in quotations here on campus. Is that what KWR is for you, sort of the home? Definitely. When I'm here, it feels very much like home. Love it. That's great. How about you, Emily? Honestly, I was going to say the same thing. I spend a lot of time in KWR because I have office hours for the Student Support Foundation and am very connected with CLCE. Um, But I, my favorite is sitting outside KWR. There are tables right by the fountain and right by the campus center. Um, and fun fact, those tables all have an outlet. So <laughs> that is a very important thing as a student who's working outside. And right. so I, those are my go-to spots. That's an important fact, too. So my final question is, if you were president of Rollins for a day, what would you do? What would be your Rollins <laughs> initiative? Um, I'll throw out the easy answer just in case you want. A lot of people say Fox Day. I was thinking that on sure. So you can do that, and that's fine. Uh, but just since I know I sort of threw this one on you without any prep, um, <laughs> what would what would President Curran do <laughs> for just a day? That's all you get. That's all President Cornwell allowed me to ask people for uh, for this question. Yeah, he doesn't need anybody taking over his that's job. That's right. No. <laughs> no. Um, I would funnel more resources into um, our support staff at Rollins. I think our dining services, our facilities workers, our um, housekeepers make this place run and they're not recognized enough. And so I think that really taking time to uplift, elevate and support the care workers who make this experience at Rollins possible for us is something that I would do as a president. Very profound and um, good observation. And I like your edict as president. How about you, President Klatt? I would say probably make a day where alum can connect to current Rollins students and have a day where we can all explore campus, maybe have alum share their favorite spots on campus and vice versa, and just have a day where it's all meant for connection. Oh, that's fun. I like it. All right. Well, 
it wouldn't surprise me if one of you or both of you ends up President of Rollins <laughs> one day, but uh, not, 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 not just yet. No, not ready for not that. Yet. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to share uh, before, we, uh, before we wrap up? I would Either say thank you. you. Thank you for having us and thank you for allowing us the time to talk about the Take Action Institute and also be able to share our experience with Rollins. Yeah, absolutely. And I would just, if you're a student at Rollins listening or a, um, a member of the community, keep your eyes out. We will be sending information out shortly about how you can apply and get a spot at the Take Action Institute and the Take Action Conference. Amazing. Um, Amazing work. You two are just so impressive, and uh, I wish you all the best in the, the, in, with the conference, with the rest of your semester and year and, and futures, and I'll just be eager to follow your, your paths and, uh, and see what you're up to and, and welcome you both as, as alums uh, when the day comes and when the time is right. But thanks for being with us today. Uh, also, uh, thanks to Angel, who uh, always is here to uh, support our marketing uh, and social media efforts and run the uh, board for us to keep us on air. So thanks, uh, Angel. Uh, keep updated on all of our shows and uh, upcoming guests uh, by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Rollins Around Town and subscribe to our podcast, Rollins Around Town, on Apple, Google, and Spotify. So with that, we wish you a great day and thanks for tuning in to Rollins Around Town. <laughs>